0: I'm Larissa, and I wanna help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand, so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. On this podcast, I explore topics in digital marketing for jewelry designers and retailers, including branding, content, email, events, social media, and more. This is episode 24, and today I'll be sharing an interview I did with Kat McCoy, the founder of Best Kept, which is a Brooklyn-based concierge service that makes it easy for anyone to buy jewelry as a gift. Kat curates jewelry pieces based on a customized analysis of individual tastes, personality, and lifestyle. For each client, she makes three to five bespoke recommendations to choose from and purchase. I wanted to speak to Kat because I thought it would be interesting to gain the perspective of someone who serves as an intermediary between the customer and the jewelry designers. I figured Kat would know best about the gaps that exist in jewelry marketing, especially when it comes to how designers communicate value to customers. And I was right. In this episode, we discuss topics like how Kat chooses designers for her database and how she goes about making recommendations to her customers what she perceives as the gap between how a brand portrays itself and what a customer wants, how she believes jewelry brands can better communicate their unique value proposition and vision, what she thinks most overwhelms customers and why they need assistance in choosing jewelry, and what all customers want from the jewelry buying experience. Without further ado, here's my interview with Kat. What's your background in the jewelry industry and how did you get the idea for Best Kept?
1: You know, uh, before starting Best Kept, I was very much an outsider to the industry. I've always loved jewelry, but my professional background was as a management consultant. So kind of by by being an outsider, it's allowed me to question fundamental parts of the buying process and approach buying jewelry from the perspective of a, of a true customer. I'd say I was inspired to start Best Kept because I saw firsthand just how challenging it was for friends and family to make a purchase who felt like they weren't very knowledgeable. I've always loved jewelry. So I started helping my brothers and my friends and my friend's parents select pieces as gifts. And I realized, you know, this is a real service to provide. And for a certain kind of person, if you felt like really confident in what you were, what you were purchasing, and you felt like you couldn't get it wrong, then it was
0: just sort of the push you needed to, to buy something special. Did you have to go through any additional like formal training or education to learn more about jewelry? Or did you kind of just learn by talking to designers and like on the job?
1: Exactly. The last, you know, year plus has really just been a crash course in on the job training. Um, So I've been really curious. Um, I would say that's been, you know, the best way to to educate myself and learn as much as possible. So no formal training there. Mm -hmm. Has it changed your
0: perception of jewelry as a buyer yourself?
1: Absolutely. I think um, one of the sort of fundamental challenges that like a lot of my clients face is trying to understand why one piece will be so much more expensive than another piece and understanding what really constitutes good value. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: by working so much closer with the designers themselves and understanding how pieces are made, it's given me so much more of an appreciation of craftsmanship and the difference between a piece that's mass manufactured and something that's, you know,
0: set by hand. What's your process for choosing jewelry for your clients? And also, maybe you should tell me a little bit more about the service in general and how it's helping clients and then how you go about choosing that jewelry. Absolutely. Um, So
1: Best Kept is a jewelry concierge that makes it really easy to buy and source a special piece of jewelry for yourself or a loved one. I think that the best way to think of it is I'm really like a personal shopper for fine jewelry. And so I'll work with a client and deeply understand their style and what they're looking for. And then I'll go out and source anywhere from three to five really unique options within their budget for them to choose from. In terms of the process for choosing jewelry, um, the process always starts with a consultation. So often this is done through a questionnaire and corresponding via email. Um, they'll kind of describe what they're looking for, and we'll set a budget together. And I'll ask as many questions as necessary to feel like I have a really good sense of of what their style and personality is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for particularly for my male clients who are buying gifts for a significant other, kind of the best thing they can do is provide a couple pictures of the woman that we're buying for. Oh, their that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there are just so many kind of intangible clues and, uh, that I can pick up from just a couple of photos. So I typically encourage clients to send over a picture, you know, maybe where they're all dressed up to go to a black tie wedding and then another picture where they're just in a pair of jeans. So, so I would say the visual reference is a huge part of making, you know, the recommendations extra personal. And then once I feel like I have a strong handle of, of what the client's looking for and, um, what their style is like, it's off to the races. Depending upon turnaround time, sometimes this means visiting stores in person or dropping into the Diamond District on 47th Street here in New York. You know, other times it means calling up some of my favorite partners and checking out their inventory and newest lines. I have um, a database that I've built of all the jewelers that I work with. And, you know, it's tagged across a bunch of different dimensions like price point and what they specialize in, like stacking rings or And so that will kind of help me narrow down where to look. But I'd say it's a very intuitive process, probably
0: more art than science. So since the audience for this podcast is mostly jewelry designers, jewelry brands, I think my listeners would want to know, how do you choose jewelry designers to work with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm always looking for exciting new partners to work with. In many ways, you know, I say that I'm style agnostic because I want to be able to source something bold and chunky and over the top just as easily as I can find something really delicate and understated. So I'm always looking for a diverse set of styles that I can kind of pull from. And I'd say probably the two primary things that I look at
0: when first assessing a partner are price point and and just overall craftsmanship. When you see a designer or you see their work, what is it about that designers work that makes you think oh this is something that a client in the future might like are there certain characteristics that really jump out to you or do you have to try to like put yourself in your client's shoes like what what's going through your head when you're doing that
1: yeah what a good question um Oftentimes, you know, as much as I just said, I want to be able to source you just about anything, I, I often lead with things that I'm drawn to or that I really mm-hmm. like. And so now that I've built up sort of a larger client base, it is easier for me to kind of picture oh, I could see so-and-so wearing something similar to that. Or, you know, I think Instagram, just because, of course, it's such a visual visual medium and there's so much to wear on Instagram, I think that also has dictated my understanding of some of the trends and and what's sort of becoming more popular and what people are asking about. So it'll be kind of a combination of recent questions I've gotten about different styles, um, just my own curiosity. But, yeah,
0: it's it's sort of a, I would say, like a vibe. (laughs) that I'd pick up. That's really interesting. So as someone who serves as an intermediary between the customer and the jewelry brand, you're probably really familiar with the gap that exists between how a brand communicates itself to the customers and then what the customers want. And I think closing that gap is something that all jewelry brands are trying to achieve. So what do you think that these jewelry brands can do in order to better communicate their unique value and vision to the customers?
1: I've found that customers, first and foremost, like to see part of themselves reflected back at them in the marketing and the sales process just in general. You know, for the longest time, I think fine jewelry marketing was aspirational to the point of being exclusive and, you know, almost editorial. And at least with my customers, like they like to think they like to see something, an image, or a picture, and think, you know, cool, like that could be me at brunch on a Saturday in that mm-hmm. necklace or, I could see myself in those, you know, studs at work. And particularly for my male clients, they want to look at something and think, wow, that looks like her. So maybe that, you know, that could be something she'd wear something she'd really like. So I would say, yeah, moving away from the very kind of editorialized images and into more of like a lifestyle um, portrayal, I I think is is really important. And then on the more tactical side, um, the thing that I'm always, always encouraging the designers I work with is to provide pictures of the piece on the body. So again, if it's earrings, a picture of of the earrings on the ear, a bracelet on the wrist, particularly, you know, of course, if you're selling online. Um, I think for a lot of people, it can be, you know, before they take out their credit card and want to pull the trigger, they're asking themselves, do I really know what I'm buying? How is this actually going to look? You know, I know that it's a diamond, but like how big actually is that diamond? And so, um, when I'm sort of sourcing my recommendations and and putting them all together, it's so
0: important to me that I feel like I have pictures of the piece on the body. Do you find that when you give these options to your clients, are you doing any sort of quote unquote selling? Like, are you pushing anything more than something else? Or is it totally neutral from your perspective? Do you kind of just like give it to them and let them decide?
1: Oh, no, no, I would say definitely providing my kind of input and point of view. I would say, you know, so much of of the service that I provide is is helping my clients feel really confident in their purchase. And so oftentimes, I'm uh, sort of pushing them along to kind of uh, why I think it's the right fit for, them or for whoever that we're buying for. Mm -hmm. I I Mm -hmm. like to find like a really personal thread to uh, to hold on to for each recommendation. So, uh, you know, last week I worked with a client who was buying an anniversary gift for his wife and we ultimately ended up with um, a pair of sapphire earrings because she had really beautiful blue eyes. Mm -hmm. And so being able to connect the recommendation with something personal and then also added my own sort of touch, I think, is, is a really important part of the process. Ultimately, you know, like I like to take my own personal style out of it and focus on who we're shopping for, but um, kind of connecting the dots and selling along the way is a big part of the, the process and makes it feel kind of extra personal.
0: What do you think most overwhelms your customers when they're buying jewelry? And why do you think that they need assistance? Why do they come to you?
1: You know, the process for buying jewelry for, for many people is overwhelming and... And not very fun. You know, I I think oftentimes if you go into a store, it can feel like there's limited product selection. It can be a little bit intimidating depending upon how the salespeople are trained. And then if you're looking online, you're confronted with tens of thousands of options. As I said, oftentimes there aren't pictures of the piece on the body, so it's hard to know what you're really buying or what it's going to look like. And so... Ultimately, you know, I think I help clients narrow down the vast universe of options and make them feel really confident that what they're selecting is, is not only great value and what they're
0: looking for, but also something that they're really going to love for a long time. So every one of your customers obviously has different needs and wants, but is there something you find that they're they're all looking for or that most of them are looking for when it comes to jewelry? Yeah, you know,
1: I think that most of the clients that come to me and and want a service like mine um, ultimately want a piece with a story or something that feels personal. I think that if you just want sort of a generic piece of jewelry, you'll go into you know one of the big stores or or buy it for yourself. So I think the common thread between my customers is a deep understanding that like jewelry is is very emotional, um, which is why I think it can be such a special gift and such a special purchase for yourself. So yeah, you know as I said, I I source all different types of pieces, so there isn't really a single thread when it comes to style but just an overall feeling of of wanting to find something that feels like me or feels like you know them is really important
0: if designers would like to get in touch with you to be considered for your database is that something that you are open to is there a way that they can do that and if so how should they go about doing that Absolutely.
1: I'm always looking to, uh, to to chat with talented people and always looking to expand the list of, of, of partners that I work with. Um, and so they can just reach out directly at support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at bestkept.com. And as I said, you know, I'm I'm relatively relatively new to the industry, and and always looking
0: to to chat with talented people. So you know, would welcome that. Do you ever attend trade shows, or do you do any sort of networking, or is this more just like seeking out online?
1: Yes. Um. So trade shows has been one of the great ways that I've met a lot of new people. Um. It's also such a great way to see lots of of beautiful things, um, in person. Um. And I have to say, being here in New York City has felt like. Um, such an advantage too, because um, I love the Diamond District on 47th Street. And there are just so many between both Brooklyn and New York um, and even Long Island. There's just a lot of um, really talented people doing cool stuff around here.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience about you or anything else we should know? I work with, as I said, a, a really diverse set of clients across
1: lots of different price points. Uh, my budget at $500. Um, and so I love doing everything from you know, it's really simple—14 karat yellow gold hoops all the way through, really intricate custom commissions. And um, for me, it's really about finding finding the most personal, thoughtful options that people can really treasure for a long time. Because I do think that a really thoughtfully
0: selected piece of jewelry is just about the most elegant purchase you can make. So, thanks, Kat. This has been so interesting. Thank you very much for your time and for. For everything that you contribute to the jewelry industry, and um, for keeping designers, I guess in in the spotlight by introducing them to customers, I think it's it's really cool what you're doing. Ah, uh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. It was such a pleasure to be able to talk to Kat and pick her brain about what customers want when shopping for fine jewelry, especially when it's a gift. Be sure to visit bestkept.com to learn more about Kat and her service Best Kept and to find out how you can become a designer in her database. I look forward to sharing more interviews with you. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.